Why are we still agreeing with the enemy, degrading ourselves and saying, I'm just a piece of rag, I'm nobody, I'm just an old sinner. You have been saved by grace, you're much more than that. Well, hello everybody, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud and I thank you for joining me for more Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's episode, I want to bring you a message entitled, Who Are You? This is by Minister Nelson Robertson. He's going to bring forth a word today, and I know you're going to richly enjoy it. Now, don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message and so much more. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. It's available. All of the links are right there on the homepage. So check it out. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message, which is entitled, Who Are You? by Minister Nelson Robertson, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. To say we need you, we will not allow pride to hinder us from coming to you. The scripture said that we can come boldly to the throne of grace and make our petition known unto you. And today, Father, as I stand before you, representing you, the scripture said Christ is speaking through us. As we speak, he is reconciling the world back unto him. Father, we thank you for the men and women of God of this house. Thank you for what you're doing in their lives, Father. We stand with them. The shepherd over this flock, we honor you, Father God, for the things that you have done at Kingdom Rock. And Father, everyone that is here today, I pray that neither one of us would return back home the same way we came, but revive by your word, refresh by your word. Thank you for the Holy Spirit as he teaches, leads, guides, and directs. I yield myself to him right now in the name of Jesus. I honor you, Lord. Thank you for your presence. We take it not for granted because without you, we are nothing. And without you, we can do nothing. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Well, I greet you guys again in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is the head of my life. And the scriptures say, as for me and my family, what we're going to do is we're going to praise the God. We're going to praise the Lord. We will worship the Lord. We will serve him. And today, as I stand before you as a servant of the Most High God, I want to um, say what Timothy, what Paul said to Timothy. He encouraged Timothy not to be afraid, but be an example in the way you live and in, in, in his faith. Preach the gospel without any kind of a afraid to say what the Lord, because you know, a lot of times we are afraid to offend. We are afraid to say what God says because we are so concerned about being an offense to someone else. But the thing is, if we never say what God said, he will hold us accountable. So we come against the spirit of fear and we come against the spirit of resentment that the word of God that comes forth, it will do what it's supposed to do, amen? And online, we thank you for joining us today on behalf of our pastor, Pastor Mark and First Lady Samako. We thank you guys, you are part of our family and we love you so much. So. Kingdom Rock, can we greet our online family by saying amen? Amen. Amen. This morning, I want to um, 
let us go to the book of John. Let us get right into it. And um, I want to give you a little bit of what I have received from the Lord this week. I was at my place of um, employment. Me and a friend of mine was in the same place at the same time. And um, there's, there's times when you can get in and out without any kind of uh, interruption. There's times when you can spend some time in that place and it gets you frustrated, so frustrated that sometimes you gotta be careful. And uh, he began to um, talk about he, well, he called me on the phone and he said, man, there's a long line over here and I don't know when, I'm a, when, I'm a, when am I going to get out of this place. And he began to go on about the, the, the people that is there and the trucks that is there and the, how, many, how many truck is in front of him and different things like that. And I'm listening. And I just asked him one question. I said, who are you? Who are you, man? And then he said, he said I am a child of God. Then I said, don't you know we have favor? I said, walk up there to that man and tell him what you are there for. And let the Holy Spirit deal with him and see what happened. He, wa he got out, he walked up there, and what he needed, all he needed is just a slip so that he can go from one location to the another location to take his equipment off of the bad equipment that he was sitting on. But if you don't get up and go out there, if you don't trust God, what can happen is if the trucks that are in front of you, you have to wait until they finish fixing each and every one of those. And it could take a long time. But if you trust God and you believe that God will turn it around for you, it will work out. All he had to do is to get up and go up there and said, look, this is what I need. And immediately he gave him the slip and he didn't have to wait. So today, let us read from the book of John. John chapter 1, verse 19 to 23 says, This is the record of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And they asked him, What then art thou, Elias? And he said, I am not. Uh, thou that prophet? He, and he answered, no. Verse 22 says, Then said they unto him, Who art thou? Who art thou that we may give an answer to them that sent us? And this is the punchline. This is what I want you to get. He says, they said, What sayest thou of thyself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Esaias. They asked him, what sayest thou of thyself? See, sometimes we can be in places, are uh, in position, second assistance, the first assistance, the first assistant is not there. Someone come up and say, well, um, are you the pastor? It is so easy for us to say, yes, I am. It is so easy for us to take places that we have not been placed in. But they ask him and say, who thou sayest of thyself? And today I want to ask you this question. Who are you? And the reason why I have just about heard, heard all of it, the scripture says, God sent Jesus Christ into this world so that sinners can be saved. 
It said, if you, if you receive the Lord as your Savior, then you'll be saved. There's a lot. All of us has received God as our Savior. We have accepted Christ. But why then are we still going around saying, I'm nothing but a filthy piece of rag? Why are we still going around and saying, I am nothing? Why are we still going around claiming and saying things that God did not say about us? They asked John, who are you? So today we got to ask ourselves, I, gotta ask, I can ask you and you can ask me, who are you? But I have to ask you so that you can give me your opinion of yourself. They could not go back and say, John said that, yes, he is the prophet. He got to say who he is in order for that to be validated. And today, as child of God, the Bible said Christ came into the world to die for sinners. And he's, now we are the righteousness of Christ. We are the righteous one. We have been saved by grace. But why are we still agreeing with the enemy degrading ourselves and saying, I'm just a piece of rag. I'm nobody. I'm just an old sinner. You have been saved by grace. You're much more than that. Can we come into agreement with what God says about us? The book of Isaiah 53 verse 6 to 7 says, All of us like sheep have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own, yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep is silenced before the shirts, he did not open his mouth. Back to verse 6, it said, all of us was like sheep. We have strayed away. That was before. That was before Christ came into this world to give his life so that we can be reconciled to God. That was before. John chapter 3 verse 16 to 17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent his son into the world to condemn it. For God, let me read it again, verse 17 says, For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So we are saved by grace. Why are we yet condemning ourselves and saying all manner of things about ourselves that God never says about us? The scripture reminds us that our life is not even our own. So what right do we have to condemn something that does not belong to us? Romans chapter 5 verse 6 to 8 says, New Living Translation, when we were utterly hopeless, that when we were, that was the past, right. utterly hopeless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still, still sinners. He died for us while we were still sinners. I ask that question again. If Christ has died for us while we were sinners, and now we are the righteousness of Christ, 
Why are we still degrading his? The Bible says, before I said that, don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? So how can this temple be a filthy piece of rag? How can this temple be a good for nothing? Pastor Schrod was pre preaching a, a few weeks ago, and he was giving an uh, illustration about how much we worth. And he says, according to the scripture, that we were purchased with the precious blood of, of the Jesus Christ. And he said, whatever, if I get it right, if I'm wrong, I'm open to correction. He said, how much that blood costs, that how much we worth. If his blood, if the price, the, the song said, you will never know how much it costs to see your Savior hanging on the cross. And how much it costs, that how much we worth. So how can we be nothing? Amen. How can we be filthy trash as I heard so many believers call or, or referring to themselves. I think it's, they, they think it is a part of humility. They think they're being humbled by degrading what God has called righteousness and saying I'm nothing. I'm just a poor old sinner. I'm a filthy piece of rag. How can we be that when God himself is saying that you are my righteousness? How can we be that when he himself is saying, you are my son? I will never call my son a piece of filthy rag. I will never call my son, you are a no good such and such. God is saying, you are precious to me. But yet we are coming in agreement with the enemy and saying all these different things about ourselves. But we got to understand, the Bible said we got to be careful with every idle word that we speak. That is idle word because he never said that. We are just coming in agreement with what the enemy says. And when we do that, we are opening up ourselves to be ridiculed, ridiculed by him and others. John chapter 1 verse 12 to 13 said it, put it this way. But as many as received him, to them give he power to become the sons of God. Amen. Even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Amen. We are precious to God. Right. We are his masterpiece. Yes. He sent his one and only son, and that is love. He gave us his best. He gave us the, the thing that is so valuable to him to come down and to die for us so that now we can be called his son. And he loved his son because he put all, he, the scripture said that Jesus said all power has been given to him. And if he did not love his son that much, he would have never given him that power. And he now told us, he now told us that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now lives in us. How can we can be that filthy piece of rag? Would he live in a filthy piece of rag? Would he live in something that is condemned? He already fixed that. You was condemned back then. Back then before he sent the scripture said, even, even while we were sinners, even while we was condemned, even while we were supposed to be the one nailed to the cross, he sent his son to die for us so that we can be called a righteousness. 
I cannot see myself calling my son a piece of filthy rag or you are a no good this and that. You will never amount to nothing. The scripture said that children are a blessing from God. How can I talk about God blessing like that? We have to be mindful what we say because we will be held for every idle word that comes out of our mouth because it's not just someone else that is hearing it but those that are trying to believe in uh, on, on Jesus Christ to be saved they are hearing the, 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 the men and women of God speaking and saying these things about themselves and about God and it's like how can you say that about yourself and what would they think about us because we are confessing one thing and then we are doing another thing. And the world is watching. They are watching every move that we make. And that's why, why are they watching us? Because we are special. The Bible said that we are in this world, but we should not be confirmed to this world. They are watching every move that you make. You are something. You are blessed. You are called the righteousness of God. And you have divine favor upon your life that they don't have. Amen. The Bible said the favor of God surrounds us like a shield. Everywhere you go, doors will be open for you that no man can close. And door will be closed. Those, those, those relationships that you have to get rid of, God would close them and no man can open them again. We are something. It's time for us to stand up and say who we are. It's time for us to be bold enough and confess the word of God without being timid, without thinking about what others think about us. They call you all kind of names, holy roller, this and that. You're a church, church boy. Every time the church opens, you're there. But that's the place where we're supposed to be. Because, but God also gave us wisdom to know how to balance these things. This is where we're supposed to be. We come, we get filled, and then we go out. And we reconcile the world to, to Christ. Because he is in us, speaking through us. John chapter 15 verse 15 says, Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servants knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. Friends, can you imagine God is calling you friend? Yes. I know we, I have some good friends in my life. Some I had to let go. I mean, not out of arrogance or anything like that, but I can't be in a place where I am I, coming in agreement with the word of God and all I'm hearing, man, uh, I will never achieve this. This is killing me. This is happening in my life. How about confessing what God said that you are an overcomer? How about confessing what God said? The Bible says God is for you. Who can be against you? But when we continue to confess these things and we got to understand we are giving the enemy tools and resources to work with. That's why sometimes we got to look at our lives when things are being held up in our life. It doesn't have anything to do with God because God already did what he was supposed to do. We got to be honest enough to look at ourselves and say, what have I been speaking? What have I been, 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 been saying all these days? If I keep saying uh, my wife is believing for something and I'm saying, well, we'll never get a house. We'll never get a new car. What will happen? 
And then when those that are not saved, they want to be a part of the, the body of Christ, and they look at us, and it's like, it didn't make no sense that I even get saved because look at you. You're not even better. You're not better than me. Where is your evidence? Where is the evidence of God in your life? And it does not only have to be material things. Your health, what comes out of your mouth, those are evidence. What you are speaking, I am healed. By his stripes, I am healed. But if we say every day, I'm dying, my back is killing me. What is that? It leads me to ask, who are you? Are you the righteousness of Christ? Are you the son of God? Are you his daughter? That he said you have favor? His favor surrounds you like a shield? His favor will bring you before great man. His favor will take you into places that you never dreamed to be. His favor will open doors, the jobs that when others are saying, no, look, don't even go and put an application. I know they're not going to hire you. They refuse me. They're not going to hire you. His favor will open up a door. You keep wanting. They'll be wondering, how did you get that job? And then you'll be able to say, do you know who I am? I am a child of God. And his favor surrounds me like a shield. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21 says, For he had made him to, to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we, may, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. There it goes. How can we be that filthy piece of rag? How can we be nothing? He already sent his son to die for us when we were nothing. That was already accomplished. Now we are somebody. He said we was like sheep. We was like sheep that went astray. There was a uh, scripture that said we was like sheep without a master, without a shepherd. We have a shepherd now. We have someone to look over us. We have someone to guide us. To lead us into that green pastures. Where we can feed, where we can eat, where we can live life. Like he expects us to. We have someone who came that we can have life and have it more abundantly. We are somebody. But we got to act like it. We got to stop confessing these negative things that the enemy wants us to say. We talk to our children like they are nothing. They are blessings. God has blessed us with children. In the Bible, there were some women, when they can't get children, they can't have children, they pray and they pray and they pray and they ask God for children. Because children is a blessing. But today we treat our children like they are nothing. We speak down on them. I don't matter how bad, it doesn't matter how bad they are. If you say what God says over their life, the word of God will change them. It will turn it around for them. It will turn it around for them. But when you, become, when you begin to come in agreement with someone else who does not want to see good for their children, and you begin to say the same negative thing over your children, what's going to happen? You're going to you're going to uh, get the same results that they are getting. It's time for us to stand up and be that light. It's time for us to say what God says about us. They are watching us since you are somebody. The scripture said we are ambassadors. That is not something to take lightly. God has given us the word, the word that changed life. 
the word that, that gives life, he has entrusted it with us so that we can take it to those who need to know who God is so that they can have a life and a better life. We are the one that, who is carrying that torch now. We can't sit back and say, Jesus, do it. He would do it through you, but he needs someone on this earth for him to operate through. Someone. We cannot stand back and say anymore, I, I can't do nothing. Look at what God said to Jeremiah in the book of Jeremiah chapter 1. Don't say that you're a child. And he touched his mouth and he began to speak the way God wanted him to speak. How much of God do you desire? Do you want to be like Jeremiah? Do you want to be the one who is taking the word out? The word that changed, the life-changing word to those that are lost. That when that time comes, we will hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. He said, what you did to the least of one of these, you was doing it unto me. But we got to know who we are. Pastor Straw just finished the series, and the last, the title of the last series says, it's time to go. Do you know who you are and where you're going? Let me tell you who you are. You are a child of God. You are an ambassador for God, and it is war. You are enlisted in this army, and it is spiritual war. You are the one who's going to be breaking down these barriers. You are the one who's going to be freeing those who has been held captive. Like the woman that Jesus prayed for, that said when they begin to condemn him and say, well, he's healing on the Sabbath. When he say, aren't this the woman, aren't this the child of Abraham? She has been bound for 18 years with the spirit of infirmity. Don't she deserve to be set loose? That is what we are about to do now. God has already placed his spirit in us. And he said those who believe in him, those who believe in him, the same work that he does, we all going to be doing now. There's no time for either one of us to sit back and say, I can't. You can meet someone at the hospital. You can meet someone in the grocery store. You can meet someone at the bus stop. Someone that is just about on their way to jump off of a building or to kill themselves. The word that you speak is means so much. But you got to know who are you. Because just like the Sunday Skivers that was trying to cast out those spirits and say, in the, I come in the name of Jesus, who Paul talks about. You got to know who you are so that when you come, you're not talking about Paul, you're not talking about Johnny, you're talking about Jesus. I come in the name of Jesus and you got to go because you know your authority. You know when you speak, the demons, they must obey you. The Bible said the mountains must obey you when you speak. You can say to this mountain, be thou be cast into the sea. We are the ones who are carrying the mantle now. So today, as I close, I want to remind you that if you don't know who you are in Christ, let us pray with you today. Let us come in agreement with the word of God that said that you are his child. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 talks about we are new creatures in Christ. If you don't know who you are, let me remind you that you are a citizen of heaven, according to Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. 
First John chapter 4, verse 4 said that you are an overcomer. You are something. You have been equipped to go out and to change life. You have been equipped to go out and to pull down strongholds. You are being equipped to solve problems. Those that have been bound for years by evil spirits, spirit of infirmity, spirit of lack, spirit of discouragement, you are the ones now who is going out and dealing with those spirits. And like the book of well, uh, Acts, when Peter told that spirit in that young lady to get out of her, we are the one who is doing the greater works now. So get to know God. Draw nigh unto him. Know who you are. You are not just anybody. The Bible says you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in the body. When we look at each one of us, if we look beyond the body and we look directly into the spirit, you will see we all have the same color. Look beyond the body. It just pleases him. He wanted one black, one white. He wanted one tall, one short. That's his enjoyment. That's, that's his prerogative. He made us all that way. But when you look past the body, the flesh, and you look directly into the soul, the spirit, we all, like the scripture said, you are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. Know who you are today, that you will be effective in the ministry of God, because we are in spiritual warfare. We are in spiritual warfare. If you look around, you see, look at the news. Pastors are falling. Those that are in politics are falling. The enemy is using every tricks that he has. And yet we are backing up. We are afraid to say what God said we are. We are afraid to confess that greater is him that is in us than he that is in the world. It's not time for backing up. It's time to go. But know who you are and where you are going. You have been sent to the lost ones to heal the sick, cast out demons, Raise the dead. There's so many spiritual deads out there. It is your opportunity now. I'm glad that God is not a respect of a person. He used an animal. He used Samuel to deliver a message to Eli that he was going to die because of what his sons was doing. Samuel was afraid to deliver that message. It was so terrible. But look at the child that God used. The word has come forth today. Is it up to you to receive it? I've done what God said to do. In Jesus' name, I love you. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Remember, if you would like to hear today's message in its entirety or hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast and get it on the go. And if you have a Roku device, make sure you search for Kingdom Rock TV. In there, you will find this program and so much more. We would also love to see you in a live service. Just go to our website to get the details at www.kingdomrock.org. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.